risen one with Mary Magdalene, help us recognize you this day as we hear your word and feast together on your grace. You are Rabboni, our teacher, our guide, our savior. Come speak to us now that we might be messengers of your love for the world. Amen. Our reading comes from the Gospel of John in the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they had laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they had laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The story goes that the church pastor was giving the children her yearly Easter children's message. The pastor asked one of the children, what is Easter? The child replies, oh, that's easy. It's the holiday in November where everyone gets together and eats lots of turkey and is thankful. 
that's Thanksgiving, not Easter, replies the pastor. And then proceeded to ask the second child the question, what is Easter? The second child replies, Easter is the holiday in December when we put up a nice tree, exchange presents, and celebrate the birth of, of Jesus. The pastor looked at the second child and said, Easter is about Jesus, but that is Christmas, not Easter. The pastor looked at this third child and asked, what is Easter? The third child smiles confidently and looks the pastor right in her eyes. I know what Easter is. Easter is the Christian holiday that coincides with the Jewish celebration of Passover. Jesus and his disciples were eating at the Last Supper, and Jesus was later deceived and turned over to the Romans by one of his disciples. The Romans took Jesus to be crucified. He was made to wear a crown of thorns and was hung on a cross with nails through his hands. Jesus was then buried in a nearby cave, and a large boulder sealed the entrance. Now, the pastor was just beaming and smiling with this answer, and the child continued. Now, every year, the boulder is moved aside so that Jesus can come out, and if he sees his shadow, there will be six more weeks of winter. The pastor then fainted in the middle of the children's message. Now, the pastor asked the children a great and important question. What is Easter? Easter reveals the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection as amazing outpourings of God's grace upon the world. The Apostle Paul calls them of first importance that Jesus died for our sins, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. In Easter, we discover the incredible contrast between the horrible obscenity of the crucifixion and the Easter glory and hope of the resurrection. It is this great contrast that gives Easter such power in our lives. As Easter reveals a hope and a glory that is both brand new, but also before the beginning of time. Each of the Gospels in the New Testament offers unique details about what happened on the first Easter morning. But they all agree that something most amazing and most unusual happened. In addition, they also agree on two more things. Each Gospel agrees that the women are the first people to experience the empty tomb. And they agree that it comes as a surprise. No one, no one expected Jesus' resurrection. After all, the same women who had come to the tomb had, had watched Jesus, his, his whole ghastly ordeal on Friday. 
They'd heard the hammer hitting the nails and they heard Jesus' last breath. They saw Joseph pull his beaten and bloody body off of the cross, wrap it in a linen cloth and lay it in the tomb. And they had heard the the heart-rending thud as the stone covered the entrance. On Thursday evening, when Jesus had gathered with his closest friends for a last meal, he had told them, Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will have pain, but your pain will turn into joy. So you have pain now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. But after the horrific events of Friday, all hope and any expectation of seeing Jesus and rejoicing with him was gone. As we read this morning, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. John's words, it was still dark, reflect the time of day, but also much more. The darkness discloses Mary's state of mind her anxiety, and her anguish. She had waited through the Sabbath and the dark hours for the dawning of Sunday morning, but she cannot wait any longer. And in the dark of the night, in the, in the darkness of despair, Mary Magdalene is heading toward the tomb. Mary and the others expect to find a, a rigid, lifeless corpse. Their only question is, who will remove the stone for us? But when Mary Magdalene arrives at Jesus' tomb, she sees that the stone has already been removed. And this sight hits her, hits her so very hard. And her only reaction is someone has stolen Jesus' body. Not. He is risen. It never occurs to her that he is alive. And why would it? Dead people don't rise from the grave. Well, do they? Mary turns from the tomb and she runs to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And in a panic, she proclaims, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and John are now running toward the tomb. And, Jesus, and John gets there first, but he doesn't go in. He bends over and he looks in and he sees straps of, uh, strips of linen cloth lying there, Jesus' burial clothes. Simon Peter, following, isn't so reserved. He, he barges into the tomb and, and looks around in confusion. And then they return to their homes. But Mary has returned and... Again, Mary is weeping at the tomb. They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. John tells us that when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. For the first time since he had cried, it is finished, we hear Jesus speak. 
in John's gospel. Why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Thinking Jesus is the gardener in desperation, Mary pleads, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Now all Jesus has to do is call her by name, Mary. And soon, Mary is now running to the disciples again to tell them, I have seen the Lord. Easter hope cannot be shut up in the grave. It cannot remain there. Hope is alive and it will get out. Something tremendous and unforeseen and unprecedented and glorious has happened. There is victory over sin and death as God is unwilling to let the consequences of our sin and our separation and death have the last word. God loves you just too much for that. But it's difficult to fully appreciate the full magnitude of Easter and Easter's message of hope if we don't understand that the first Easter was born in total darkness. Theologian Wolfhart Pannenberg says this, the evidence for Jesus' resurrection is so strong that no one would question it, except for two things. First, it's a very unusual event. And second, if you believed it happened, you have to change the way you live. If we're really serious about Easter, we must be excited to celebrate with our lives that Christ is risen. That Christ is risen, though, not only today, but every day. Easter, you see, changes everything, especially how we live our lives in hope. When Jesus rose from the grave and rose from the dead, it was the beginning of a new era in human history. Ever since Adam and Eve had rebelled against God, the world had been under a curse. But because of Jesus rising from the dead, God's new creation kingdom has broken further into this fallen world. In Jesus Christ, through faith, God has made you alive together with Christ and raised you up with him and seated with you with him in the heavenly places. Because Jesus rose from the dead, you may experience in faith newness of life. Jesus told you that he came into the world that you might have life and have it abundantly. Jesus rose from the dead and we are joined with him through faith. And we're offered forgiveness and we're freed from the slavery of sin and death. Jesus' resurrection assures you that you will, by faith, one day have resurrected bodies 
and share in Jesus' resurrection, even as Jesus' resurrection guarantees that God will one day transform all of creation. That is not only what we celebrate on Easter, it's why we gather every Sunday morning and even why we gather, yes, still over YouTube, to worship, to worship the risen Lord. Because you see, every Sunday, every day, is Easter. Every day, the Lord is risen, now and forever. And Easter hope is the reason why no matter what kind of difficulties we may face, we can endure, and yes, we can live triumphantly. Yes, hope is alive. Jesus is the name of hope. Amen.